I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this Football Ramble special in association with patient.info. My name's Marcus Speller. That guy, Luke Moore's here. All right. Jimmy Campbell's here. Hello. Pete Donaldson's here. Hello. Hello, everybody. And of course, welcome once again to this Football Ramble special on footballing injuries. We're all looking forward to the World Cup. 100%. The fever is here. The fever is among us. Which isn't a footballing injury. Certainly not. (laughs) It's a metaphor. It's a condition. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, But regrettably, of course, some players won't be in Russia due to injury. Our very own Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and Danny Alves were both robbed of their chance to play in Russia this summer due to injury, among others. Uh, Egypt and many a football fan across Mm. the globe are hoping Mo Salah will recover in time. That's uh, Brazil's Danny Alves, not our Danny Alves. We'd love to have him. Very much so. Our Alex (laughs) Oxlade-Chamberlain. And then the separate Danny Alves. (laughs) (laughs) Even Mark. Just won't who, fill a plane that big. Who, who, to be perfectly, to be perfectly fair, I would take injured mm, for England. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, Ooh, I mean, Danny Alfred. Yeah, get on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Daniel Alfred, you say? Yeah. Uh, very much so. I have missed uh, the odd important game through injury myself. Um, you not rubbed a bit of Raljex on there and got on with it. We've all done that. Well, We've all done, done that. that. Peter, <laughs> if you want more information, if you've had a footballing injury, then patient.info forward slash football has all the hints and tips on prevention treatment and rehabilitation from metatarsals to ACL injuries. Those guys have got it covered. Uh, And of course, patient.info more generally covers all health issues, not just footballing injuries, everything from A to Z, acne to Zika virus. Uh, So if you ever need (laughs) some professional advice, uh, visit the website for all the information you need. Um, But the football uh, one is, of course, patient.info forward slash football. So we I thought we'd go help. into one of our, sort of our the more high profile mm. uh, injuries to players around World Cups, right? Mm. Ahead of ahead of the, the big summer kickoff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. And in England, we know all too well about uh, injuries that, uh, that that scupper uh, World Cup preparations mm. for for certain individuals. We've mentioned Alex Oxlade Chamberlain as a current one, uh, but but they have had the old England player over the years that have recovered in time. I suppose controversially because you know were they actually fit and so on and so forth. Um, the big one was David Beckham in two thousand and two, the old metatarsal mm. injury. I don't mm. think anyone in the country had heard the word metatarsal before. <laughs> this this hit this hit David Beckham's foot hard, but the British media harder. <laughs> yeah. Say yeah. so, didn't it? Yeah, very much so. Of course, the injury happened in 2002 in a match at Old Trafford in the Champions League quarterfinal against Deportivo La Coruña. Extra spice to the whole situation was, uh, of course, it was an Argentinian player, Aldo Duche, who, who and wasn't went in. he a douche? He was indeed. He absolutely Jim. douched him. He did. Well, he, <laughs> there, there was talk at the time. Yeah, cast our minds back 16 mm. years ago, whatever it was. There was talk that Aldo Duche was some sort of like special agent yeah. <laughs> sent out to hurt Beckham but, because he was our talismanic player that we were all mm. relying upon. <laughs> England, of course, were in the same group as Argentina at the yeah. World Cup. If you look at the tackle, though, it was absolutely shocking. Reckless. Like it, it, that is that is, it, is so red, it's black. Was it, a red, <laughs> it be a, was it? Was it a red then? I don't remember no, who he, was sent he, off, actually. He wasn't sent off, I'm pretty sure. Would he have been sent off now? Jim? He should have been sent off and put in the Tower of London. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's just my England. That was, of, uh, that's tabloid Jim Campbell talking yeah. there. But it, in my mind, it was similar to Jack Grealish's one in the playoff final. Yes. Um, probably worse than that, though. Right, comes, okay. in, comes in harder with both feet. Wow. What's he playing at, Dusha? He wasn't even yeah. capped for Argentina. He said, exactly. he said um, oh, I just want to impress the bosses. He Pathetic. Said, he said a little bit later, he said, obviously, I never thought it would have such an impact. If I have anything to say, it would be sorry. I didn't do it intentionally. 
but it had real bad consequences for both England and Manchester United. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really hammering it home. That's the result. Really got. bad situation. If, if I would <laughs> say anything, it would be sorry. Just say sorry. Yeah, then. just say sorry. Don't <laughs> yeah. bring up what's like, you know, what the knock-on effects are, so to speak. So it was almost not. like he's saying, I've decided I'm not going to apologise, yeah. but if I decided I will apologise, I probably would apologise. Yeah. But I've already decided <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to. I've got the option to apologise. Yeah. It's always will, there. And it will remain an option. Yeah. <laughs> an unused option. <laughs> but it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because we've, uh, we've seen... Um, in, in the years subsequent to this, we've seen other players that we've seen well, that are important to England and some who maybe weren't quite as important in retrospect mm. have injuries <laughs> ahead of um, head of a big tournament. Uh, and actually specifically metatarsal injuries as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, the, this injury that sort of hurts one of the bones in the mm. foot and... In a way, and, and, and I was just going to say, Jim, sorry, and, but this is what started it all oh, off. Man, and as was... you said at the top of this, no one really probably heard of a metatarsal before yeah. that, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the bizarre thing about it. It's like David Beckham is such a trendsetter. <laughs> he even made breaking a specific bone in your foot like fashionable. <laughs> it was it was madness. I mean, you can you can still find on the uh, the BBC website. I don't know whether they've retrospectively done this or not, but day by day, his progress. Yeah, through right. uh, from from the injury which happened uh, in uh, in April. Was it April? It was tenth or eleventh of April. The injury happened all the way up to the tournament. I think the first game was on the second of June. Yeah. Uh, but when the injury happened, because England went into that tournament with a bit of optimism, oh, and of course sure. Beckham was a crucial player. England mm. beat Germany five. While then Beckham would put that performance in against Greece. He was uh, the main man of this. Oh, he was team. like Richard the Lionheart at that point. Wasn't yeah. He? Everything was resting on him. Do you remember what the Sun did? Remember, they printed a picture of his foot oh, yeah. and they asked readers to touch it yeah. and pray at midday. Uh, rub it, Jim. Rub it, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Get the rub full it. magic. Sorry, mate. Well, yeah. I'll speak to Mark because he obviously did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang no, on a minute. Inky, inky hands right through the tournament. <laughs> yeah. He's rubbing it so hard. Firstly, I've never bought the sun. Oh. I never would. Okay, let's make that clear. I've owned it on but, a train. But, but, <laughs> here we go. If, if, fine. But if you were walking, say, uh-huh. through a bar or whatever yeah. and you saw a sun open on that page yeah. Yeah. on the table mm-hmm. and it said... Have a little rub. Would yeah. you, would you, and it happened funny. to be midday. Yeah, yeah there was a clock in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> would you give it? Would you have given it a little rub? I, I think. Uh, what, what's, what's, what harm could it do? You yeah, might as yeah. well. Yeah, it, exactly. no, it could do harm to my psyche. <laughs> that's, that's but we're not relying done. on you that summer, are we? We're relying on Beckham. Well, yeah. okay, that's you can rot button. as far as we're concerned. That's true. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you are not with gonna, you. You are not going to be captain and talisman of that England team in the summer. Do, will I ever be described as brave by a tabloid in this no, country? No, probably not. Or by Sven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did Sven think about the injury? Yeah. Well, Sven said that he would take Beckham even if he had a small chance of playing. Good wingman. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Who's the wingman? Because oh, neither really that, need one. That's how confident Sven is. Oh, you have David Beckham as a wingman. That's yeah. what he wanted in there. So, so the metatarsal mm. bones, yes. as far as I understand, are the ones that go from the base of the toes back towards the arch of the foot. Mm-hmm. Mm. One of the main ones. And the reason Don't I, get technical The reason this. I understand that is because I read it. <laughs> uh, and uh, but, it, but no, but joking aside, the reason it's important is because it's the weight-bearing load that goes on it. Yes. So oh, it was an injury. So that is it the spring? But it, interestingly enough, apparently, someone was arguing that it would—it was his right foot that happened to, but someone would be arguing that it would have been more painful for him had it been his left foot because he'd have put all his weight on his left foot when he was striking the ball. Do you understand yeah. what I mean? Was yeah. It, oh, was it the, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, either or, Beckham was in trouble. And Not ideal. <laughs> yeah, according, according to the doctors, when, when the whole nation was uh, was gripped by uh, by um, Beckham's uh, healing process, they were it was four to six weeks to heal, and then a further two to four weeks of, of rehabilitation, which meant he was very doubtful for the World Cup in Japan and South Korea. I've got that wrong. It was his left foot. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I thought it was the left. And that's why it was so painful. That's why I, <laughs> I could have flipped around. When you said I'm that... I'm Dr. Moe was here. Yeah. You, you said it so convincingly, I thought... Did I did I rub the wrong picture of his foot? I mean, uh... can I just say it's a good job I didn't amputate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pop your foot on and think that's not yeah. actually not right foot. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So 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 Beckham, of course, one of the key players and the captain. And and this this injury was was devastating for for English fans. Um, but he he started Beckham. He went on his uh, in his recovery and started to sleep in a sealed low oxygen tent to speed up his low injury. Oxygen recovery. Tent. Surely high oxygen. Tent. It makes wow. your lung. It makes your lungs work harder. Oh, that's okay. right. Right, gets okay. the old. Uh, so it's like almost like altitude body. training type thing. Yeah. There's one in my gym when I went to a rather more expensive gym than I am going to now. Do you know what? If if, if I knew, uh, if, if someone said one of us around this table has has coming some it's sort been of contact in, a, in an altitude training, uh, yeah. yeah, with yeah. a hypoxic tent, yeah. I believe it's cool. <laughs> he says gym. He means dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a hip. Well, yeah. Best keep that uh, well out of this podcast. Um, <laughs> and not long after uh, Beckham got this injury, Gary Neville. 
got a metatarsal injury as well, and that kept him out of the World Cup. I don't no think one that was even reported, was it? No, no one remembers mm. that. And finally. <laughs> Do you reckon that Gary Neville, because they're such good friends, Gary Neville tried to give Beckham his own metatarsal? Possibly. <laughs> and end up injuring himself. And chisel it out. Yeah. Oh. Phil, come here. <laughs> the right side of Manchester United messed up unbelievably. So throughout April, uh, <laughs> after the injury, we then got these updates of Beckham, you know, how was the oxygen pumping around his body and all this sort of stuff. And you just think, what, what have we got ourselves yeah. into? And then at the start of May, Alex Ferguson said he was confident Beckham would make the World Cup. Beckham only started jogging again after about a month uh, after the injury, which was three weeks before the World Cup. He only well, started jogging again well, three weeks before their first game. Well, the, the thing Cup. that uh, Dusha, or his name is, um, basically said about the injury, he said, uh, well, you know, uh, Ryan Giggs did have a similar Injury and he recovered in 27 days. Did he so, say that? So David Beckham has a chance to right. play. Like, oh, the dear. pussy. It's <laughs> almost so, so to me read that Salah injury that um, because he can strap the shoulder up and he can still um, run, run. He can, he can stay on top of his fitness. Yeah, because he'll be fit anyway because he's played so many games. Well, that was a problem for Beckham. He couldn't. Yeah. Stay. It was very difficult, of course. Right. Um, Beckham didn't play any football at all from um, the 11th of May until the 2nd of June when he started against Sweden in England's opening match, which, of course, they drew one all and he played 63 minutes before being subbed off. He didn't play any football. So in, in the pre-tournament friendlies, it wasn't as if, oh, at least he can get a run out there. Mm. He didn't play any. And, it, and it, it was definitely not the, the metatarsal that normally gets broken by players, which takes longer. It was one of the inner ones, not the outer one. I remember mm. that from the time. Right. If it was the outer one, I don't think there was much chance at all that he'd be fit. Okay. Do they work like that? They like, they like belly buttons? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what do you mean by that, Jim? In or an outie? Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, no, there's five, and one is the outer. Oh, I see. Have you got five belly buttons? <laughs> Greedy. Yeah. I've got four internal ones. I believe. Okay, right. Okay. Well, there we so does that make it easier or harder to play football? Based on my own game, I'm going to say harder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would agree. Jim's udders. <laughs> the new feature from the Football Ramble. <laughs> oh, milky Jim. Well, uh, Beckham played 63 minutes, as I say, against Sweden, was was taken off, which showed you that he really wasn't match fit because yeah. Sven... Uh, but he almost used the Sweden game as a... As a tuner, yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. Match, right. Because because as we as we know very well, anyone who likes football and this and watched football or consumed it around this sort of period, David Beckham had a one man running battle with the entire country of Argentina, <laughs> yeah. and this is exactly what it was all about. It was, yeah. And so he said after the game that he was only about ninety percent fit. I mean, remarkable that he felt ninety percent fit. Bearing in mind, as I say, didn't <laughs> kick, didn't kick a competitive ball or even even a friendly ball from the eleventh of May to the second of June. So there he was against Sweden, uh, but he got an assist though, didn't he, for the, for the corner he would. Have taken yep. it and uh, Sol Campbell free header bang, bang. yeah as, remember uh, it as remember. Big Basher Davis said <laughs> yeah when he, when free he, header bang Basher Davis <laughs> does anyone call him Basher apart from you uh, I think I've only just started yeah like, I've never <laughs> heard it before I love it <laughs> can, we sort of, can we retroactively put that in there <laughs> put it in his Wikipedia page I think that's disrespectful Barry to Basher Davis he's an 80 year old man I, probably a bit late for that sort of nickname <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, Beckham did play the full 90 minutes against that country of Argentina. And scored the pen. Scored mm. the only goal of the game. And ah! celebrated by running up to each of them individually going, did that, 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 that foot's broken, you know that? Yeah. That's broken. <laughs> That's still one scored. of yours. Yeah. Do you know, he was actually quite dignified, really. In, uh, which I've got no time for. Yeah. <laughs> I want which, to be petty. Mm, which is something that we won't cover here because uh, he should have been petty, shouldn't yeah. he? But it, the British way. It, but it was... Passive-aggressive, yeah. should have been. It was... It was remarkable, really, having been, uh, as I say, not playing any football for, for weeks and weeks, mm. and then playing against Argentina in a very good England performance. OK, it was a penalty, but still, he put it away. It wasn't the most convincing, but it went in for crying out loud. And he got his redemption after what happened in 98, getting yeah. sent off and so on. I think so it was forth. a nice penalty. He just struck it hard and low. And, yeah. and, and I mean, it's not The keeper a... suspected he was going down the middle. But he couldn't stop it. It's not, it's not necessarily a bad penalty just because it went down the middle. No, that's true. Because Gary Lineker scored a lovely one down the middle against Cameroon, did he, in World he Cup did, 90? Uh, uh, yeah, his second penalty of the game, I think that was. Uh, but amazing recovery from, from Beckham, and there he was uh, at the World Cup. And pe but the thing was, people did say. I mean, Beckham said himself, you know, well, I'm only ninety percent fit. It's it's difficult trying to play your way into World Cup tournaments, especially in the heat of uh, in, in the summer of um, Japan and and South Korea. It, it must be so frustrating to not give um, an account of yourself that you're really happy with. You yeah, know what I mean, that you mm. gave everything you could. So I'm right. giving everything I could, but I'm. You know, I'm, working on, I'm working on 60% of my usual faculties. And I, I think the, yeah. pro the problem with the Sweden game in that tournament particularly was that obviously it was a draw, mm. which then meant going into the final game 
we needed something against Nigeria. Yeah, it was Nigeria, and Beckham then played ended up playing the whole game. Yeah. And what would have been nice is if they could have won both those games. Mm-hmm. And then he rested Beckham. It, yeah, yeah. it, it was nil nil anyway. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a turgid game. I remember watching it. Um, I, was, I think I was just about still at uni at the time mm-hmm. and watching it on a tiny little portable TV. And it was I think it was on quite early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be right, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. it was all early. Games, and. Yeah. Um, his yeah, metatarsal was tiny on that. But but, <laughs> but, but even even when um, England were struggling and and well they're not struggling but they need they they needed something out of the game so yeah. they were chasing the game to an extent they didn't take off Beckham they took off uh, Heskey Owen and then they took off Ashley Cole. Um, brought on Wayne Bridge, which is a bit of a weird thing to well, do. All three of them could get an injury at any moment. <laughs> Perhaps he was hoping the others would be injured. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, because Vassal came on for, for Owen, which is, I mean, I know you love Darius Vassal, but looking back on it, he's almost a bit like, I don't love you do. Because he's, like he, he's symbolic of the Sven era. <laughs> I I, yeah, fine. I don't love the Sven era. I think that he got it... Uh... So resigned to it. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that he had one of the best England teams in recent years at his disposal and didn't make the most of it. Gerard Lampard, etc. And so on. But if you look, Vassell started the opening game against Sweden, though. Um, uh, no, absolutely. And and another thing, going back to the Gary Neville uh, point, is that of course we wouldn't have been able to get Ronaldinho sent off and mess it up. Yeah. If um, Danny Mills wasn't playing, deputising for Gary Neville. But that team England had in that um, in that Argentina game. Um, so Seaman in goal, Danny Mills right back, Ferdinand and Campbell, and then Ashley Cole. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and also if Neville had been fit, it would have been Gary Neville. I know it was yeah. a good. That back is an four. incredible back four. It was. And then we played um, David Beckham on the right, Scolzi obviously on the left, Hargreaves and Butt in the middle. Trevor Sinclair came on in that game. He did, and yeah. Owen, Owen and Heskey up front. Trevor Sinclair was on. Trevor Sinclair, I believe, was on standby for a bit and then got called into the squad. Yeah. And he said to me, I, I did an event with him, would have been ahead of Euro 2016. I think, if I remember this rightly, he said he flew, he flew a, essentially all around the world mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah. Because he, he was on standby, he was, and then he was on holiday with his family and he got called back from that. He had to go back to England, he had to fly to Korea. It, it was crazy. Yeah, so the first time I went to Japan, I flew to Los Angeles. I did a week in Los Angeles. Um, and oh, you then, went around that then, way? And then a week in Japan, thinking that would, that would cut off half the journey. No. <laughs> Didn't even look at a globe. Couldn't no. have just looked at a globe for that, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Wow. Yeah. I had two sets of dreadful jet lag. How, how long is the flight from LA to Korea? It must be absolutely epic. Well, uh, LA to uh, Tokyo and oh, yeah, is it, another like 14 hours, Bessie. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you yeah. think? Uh, did you think California and Japan like border each other? There's I, a bridge. Thought, I thought, you know, it cut off half the bridge. Journey. Taxi yeah. ride, is it? Which ocean is the big one? <laughs> which one's the big one? Is there a tunnel? Is there a tunnel going there? Which, which, ocean, which is that ocean that's famous for literally covering half the entire world? <laughs> oh, dear. Yep. Well, of course... Uh... England and the metatarsal business is one of their crucial players happened again in 2006 Wayne Rooney mm. seen as one of the most important players going into the World Cup in 2006 of course because of his Euro 2004 exploits a tournament which he had to go off injured against mm. Portugal mm. which sort of scuppered England. that was also a foot injury yes yeah, his boot came off didn't it I in believe so that yeah. was uh, the tackle yeah I think the boot came off um, and he had to go off uh, in the quarterfinal against uh, Portugal and retire from the, the tournament uh, but England going into 2006 had a good squad again uh, the World Cup in Germany of course and, and Ray, Wayne Rooney was the man to lead the attack uh, now this this was even more sort of outrageous I suppose than Beckham's because at least Beckham started the first game was Rooney broke a bone in his foot at the end of April in 2006 I think it was uh, Manchester United away against Chelsea and it was a challenge with Paulo Ferreira and that picture of Rooney kind of in pain as he kind of came up from that tackle, everybody in the country went, oh, oh crap, crap. It's, uh, <laughs> it's happening again. And, and the problem the problem for, as part of a wider problem, and, and we'll go on to the injury perhaps that Ricardo Carvalho may have suffered in the game. But yeah. Whoa, you see that thunder? Oh, yeah. wow. wow. That's the that first time we've ever heard thunder in the studio. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> if it hasn't picked up on the mics, trust us, ladies Amazing. and gentlemen. Amazing. Um, can't ignore that. Um, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll come on to the injury that perhaps Rooney may have administered to Ricardo Carvalho in that game when he eventually got mm. sent off. But my overall point was going to be, the reason that this I think happens to English players more than maybe anywhere else partly it might be because I'm English and it's biased and I see a lot more of it but I think it's also because we are fixated on maybe one or two players that we absolutely love and they're our talisman and that's it and it either all rests on their shoulders or it doesn't and we've seen it with Gascoigne coming through in 90 um, and we've seen it with uh, Beckham and whatever tournament you want to name. We've seen it with Owen we've seen it with Rooney hmm. and we don't have a holistic approach to England squads, perhaps until now maybe, yeah. where you could argue it's changed. But the reason there's so much is made of this and as I said at the top of the show, it hit Beckham's metatarsal hard but it hit the British media harder is because that's just how we view it in mm-hmm. this country. Also, yeah. it kind of elevates players um, 
in terms of their importance if we are lacking in a sort of certain area in a squad and the person that is due to play there picks up an injury. I remember in 2002, there was a lot of fuss about Kieran Dyer being injured. I think Gareth Barry as Ahead well of 2010 was Barry. Yeah, I think. exactly. Yeah. It seems and so you know, quaint, doesn't it? doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> I think, I think with with the some... Barry one, it was, sorry, Pete, the Barry one, it was almost like, we, I mean, with respect to Barry, he's been a great pro yeah, and you can't absolutely. take anything away from him. He's made the most of his career and good for him. But we did forget that he was Gareth Barry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and when he came back, it was almost like we were underwhelmed that he was only Gareth Barry. So I felt, I felt really sorry for we're, him. We're a Gareth Barry away from a semi-final. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, as Sven said at the time of, of Rooney when he got injured, if you have a centre-half who might not be ready, you can take another one, but you can't find another Wayne Rooney. Hmm. Mm. Well, it's I mean, true, that's, isn't it? it? It is, but I mean, what if, if Rio Ferdinand wasn't there? That's a bit of a big loss as well. I mean, mm. did, did Rio Ferdinand get injured during 2010, and then Michael Dawson had to fly out? That sounds about right. Yeah, so it does happen to. I mean, Michael Dawson is clearly not as good as Rio Ferdinand, yeah. so yeah. he's talking nonsense there. Yeah, yeah I also indeed. remember that one of the strangest things about Wayne Rooney's injury was was seeing him in pain because yeah. he just looks like a bulldog, tough, doesn't that's he? Right. he? Looks such a tough player. It's, I don't think I'd seen it before. Absolutely. Well, Rooney was in the squad despite his chances of playing being far smaller than Beckham's were in 2002 and Rooney didn't feature in England's first match, came on as a sub in their second, then he started against Sweden in their third match when England were already through, came off after 69 minutes. He started against Ecuador and against Portugal was sent off. That was even more risky than Beckham's. Mm. But on, on, on this, I mean, obviously going back to the Beckham one because we started with that, it's interesting, isn't it? Because clearly... As soon, I mean, you're talking about the very high, the highest level of of professional medical care is going to be afforded to someone like Beckham. And in the second half, we'll talk about a couple of other players. But he, he, as soon as that happens, I know it sounds ridiculous to say, but it is worth pointing out. He's not going to have to wait around for like a hospital appointment. No, I mean, I mean, I read some of the newspaper reports from the time, and and literally one or two of the newspaper articles which are archived on the internet. They were reporting the next day saying he's already receiving like treatment yeah, and that kind right, of stuff. Right. So he would have been given the best chance based on all the stuff you said yeah. with, the, with the with the with the auction tent and all the rest of it. So um, I also think it's quite interesting because it it comes into the, the psyche and the thinking of a manager and what the manager's more prone to do mm. because the manager's almost asked to make a decision to say, look, is an eighty percent fit David Beckham mm. better than a hundred percent fit? Aaron someone, Lennon. yeah, someone else who, mm. and how does that affect the rest of the team? Yeah. Because we've seen injuries hit the rest of the team very hard in the past. An injury to a key player. I mean, are you as a player playing alongside that player going to think, I, w- I would normally be putting that ball twenty yards in front of him here, but I don't know if I can do that yeah. because I, he's either carrying an injury or he's a bit unfit because he's been out injured. It, it's fascinating how it permeates the rest well, of the team. Or yeah, it is. Or do do people think, oh, Beckham's not here? And and you saw what happened in the Champions League final with Real Madrid and Liverpool when Salah went off. The the whole team went, oh man. And there's there's a sort it was of more than that, Marcus. The Real Madrid team took huge encouragement, well, yeah. and the yeah. Liverpool team suffered badly from Absolutely it. Absolutely right. So if, if if Beckham, you know, you say he's eighty or ninety percent fit. Does that lift the rest of the team? You know, probably does. He was the captain after all, you know. Hmm. Uh, Interesting one. Uh, Right, after the break, we are going to talk about some players who are not English. See you in a second. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I never felt this bad ever. Injury can do that to you. Yeah, yeah. because um, of an injury that's to right, his yeah. heart. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this Football Ramble special in association with Patient.info. One of the most incredible recoveries from injury at a World Cup was that of the great Franco Baresi at the, at, the, at the World Cup in America in 1994. This is incredible. Yeah, yeah. He was 34 years old at the tournament, regarded as one of the best defenders in the world and of all time, yeah. even even at that moment, he was regarded as one of the best yeah. defenders of all time. I mean, he was a living legend, I suppose you'd say. He was the captain of Italy at the tournament. Now, Brezzi had actually retired from international football in 1992 after Italy had failed to qualify for Euro 92. They just didn't look the same without him. No, they had a couple of young players, didn't they, who... Um... 
who who were seen as being the next generation of defenders. And my impression is that and I was quite young then, but looking back on it, hmm. my impression was with the Italians at that point was that this defending thing, we've cracked this. We've got yeah. a conveyor yeah, belt yeah, of amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Baresi, of course, he injured himself in the second game against Norway, which we'll come on to. But he, you're right, he retired from international football in 1992. And I don't know if, if you guys saw this or, or read about it, but there was a huge campaign to bring him back, which, which he completely flat batted away. It was mm. first of all picked up by the media, and then all the fans got involved. And it took, apparently, a huge <laughs> financial incentive from the uh, Italian FA... Allegedly. ...to get him back. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, what, that's that's what's been, been con- re- it's what's been reported. It's okay. been reported. So I, I'm only saying what's been reported. Okay. Buyer's market. And he came <laughs> back. And he came back in November 1992, didn't he? He did. Which is a couple of obviously. Almost so he helped them qualify. So he didn't yeah. do the old. Yeah. The old. Yeah. Oh no, you're at the tournament. I'll oh, go on then. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I've got no. <laughs> tell you what, holiday prices have gone through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> School holidays, isn't it? I'll come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think even Alessandro Costa Curto yeah. is is in himself. You know, a living Italian defensive legend mm-hmm. was seen as sort of like not up to it in terms of filling that hole that, yeah. uh, that Baresi had, had filled with his retirement. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mad. And, 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 and throughout World Cup 94, Italian players were dropping like flies through mm. suspension injuries. I've got a little link to Franco Baresi that I might not have told you before. My father-in-law was the personal chef for the Italian squad in 94. Get a load oh, of that. Yeah. Yeah. You having that? Yeah, they stayed at a hotel, in I think in Boston, uh, or certainly in New England. And he is the, was the executive chef at the uh, Marriott Hotel there. That's fantastic. And they didn't travel with a personal chef at the time. So he was he had to basically, his brigade had to look after them. Sounds per barrack now, doesn't he it? Said, he said he ate a lot of, they ate a lot of uh, fresh pasta and olive oil and a lot of fruit and vegetables and a lot of um, you know, just really fresh, clean ingredients like fish mm. and stuff like that. And, and, and um, it's funny yeah. because the thing we say about um, English players and mm. their approach to diet and nutrition and how far behind they were the Italians, he said it was the same as far as he understood with American athletes. They were they were just as far behind the Italians at that point. What were they having burgers or something? I don't know. I've no idea. No, he didn't. He didn't look after the US soccer team. He just meant US athletes in general. Oh, I see. Right. The approach to diet and nutrition was way behind what they were doing at that mm. point. Yeah. But anyway, oh, lovely one. Yeah, nice one, Morsey. Yeah. Uh, well, Italy, of course, at the tournament got off to a terrible start, losing one 0 to to Ireland, and then, as you mentioned in the second match, they needed to win desperately against Norway, and they went down to ten men, but they got the win. They won one 0 But it, bad news, of course, because the keeper had got suspended. Uh, Baresi also, um, he picked up an injury to his meniscus in his knee during the match. So it was it was a bittersweet victory. Uh, do you, do you know how he did it? Italy. Can you name the player that he took the, nicked the ball away from in I typical can. Baresi style? Go on, Jim. Oivin Leonardson. Yeah. Yes, of course. Ah. Erstwhile Liverpool player, Oivin Leonardson. Was it Wimbledon as well? He was at Wimbledon yeah, as well. Yeah, Wimbledon, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. It well, was class defending for Baresi. Yeah. It's just his knee didn't like it very much. No. <laughs> well, Arrigo Saki didn't like it at all. He was gutted to lose one of his best players. What? He was gutted to lose one of the best defenders of all time at the big tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a letdown, he said to get, himself. Get your double page spread out in the newspaper. We're praying for Baresi next. <laughs> uh, well, usually an injury of that kind takes months, possibly even up to six months to recover from. So this was bad news for, for Italy. Baresi was taken to the hospital the day after the win against Norway. He couldn't even bend the joint in his knee. It was that bad. Yeah. However, the scan revealed that oh, there was they no... Just kept, they just kept bending it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, you can bend it. It's fine. Now get out on the field. We'll do it until it snaps. Yeah. Uh, there, there was no ligament damage, according to the scan. Now that meant... That's important. It's important to point yeah, out. It was very important. Because the meniscus is the strip of cartilage yes. and the ligament... No damage to the ligament meant uh-huh. it could be operated on the keyhole surgery, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and it, keyhole surgery is an important point because obviously you're not having to, you know, rearrange too much stuff and and do the the sort of the big operation. And one of the key things which I'd love to have been present on the conversation was they had to call um, mm. Milan to get the permission because of course Milan owned the player. Well, yeah. Adriano Galliani as well. Yeah, and he gave him permission. But it would have been great to that. Right, um, this. Sorry about this, but we've completely banjoed one of your players. You've probably seen it. Uh, I know he's worth a lot of money and everything, but we, we want to try and fix it. And Galliani going, are you going to make it worse? Yeah, 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 you going to make yeah. it worse? The answer is no. Well, remember the uh, big throw with uh, Michael Owen uh, getting crocked on England duty? Yeah, the, um, the FA had to pay a lot of money to Newcastle United. Conversation. So but, right. but with Baresi, Marcus, am I right in saying they flew over the world's top knee surgeon from Switzerland to do it? I think, hey. they tra- I think they tracked him down they needed- flew him in. Well, they also... Tracked him down one last job. I think he was on, I think he was on holiday. He was, he was Danny Glover. I think he was a regular sort of surgeon for, for the Italian national But he wasn't, team, in, right? he wasn't in the no, US. No, they he needed- was on holiday, if I remember yeah. rightly. They needed the Milan club doctor's uh, approval, okay. as well as Galliani, and he flew out to, uh, to America. To, mm. to be with him and to be with her, the recovery and so on and so mm. forth. Wow. Yeah, so there was... Bring his keys. Bring your keys. 
Yeah. And your, <laughs> yeah. and your medals. Yeah. Um, and your diplomas. But uh, Italy, they only drew with Mexico in their final game, scraped through in third place to the second round. It was only the, the little fact for you here. It was the, uh, the only time in World Cup history that all four teams in the first round group finished on level points. Mm. Yeah. Shows you it almost happened it in World Cup 19 in England's group, but England beat Egypt in the final game. That's right. It so, would have been all draws otherwise. Yeah. It's so odd this. I think it's because England weren't there and I was effectively supporting Italy. I know you were as well, Pete. But I remember mm. this as being Italy's World Cup, even though they didn't win it. Mm. Yeah, the Brazil. T- I don't think the Brazil. The Brazil public look back on the Brazil side of '94 with a huge amount of fondness. Mm. I don't think compared to some of their other victories. Mm. I mean, because they've got the luxury of that. Jim. Yeah, quite. We've got one. <laughs> we have to like it or lump it. Yeah. Actually, no, we don't have to like it or lump it. We are commanded to like yeah, it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's foisted upon us yeah. with regularity. Indeed. Well, at this point, after the first round, of course, not many people would have fancied this Italian side to go all the way to the final. Uh, but when the final did come around, after Italy. As uh, as Des Lynham said about England in 1990, they coughed and spluttered their way mm. there, but they made it. Uh, Brazy unbelievably declared himself fit for when the final came around. Now, Costa Curta, as would be the case in a couple of finals in, in the, the poor man's career, well, I say poor man, he's had a great career, but he missed a few big finals through suspension. It's, it's terrible for that Italy, because all they had, um, particularly in the Nigeria game, for example, um, all they had was... Oh, God, we're going to have to move Paolo Maldini into centre-back and play Costa Curta. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, God. Yeah, but they, it wasn't as clear-cut as that, though. I mean, but that is literally what happened. It was what <laughs> happened, but you're playing a p- player who's slightly out of position. Yes, he's one of the best defenders in the world, but he's more comfortable at left-back. But the left-back who came in, uh, there was there was the the, oh, the Palmer defender. Benarivo. No, yeah. No, but and Tosotti was... played full-back as well for him. He for did, yeah. Well, Tosotti was banned, wasn't he? Because he broke Luis Enrique's nose. That in was the in the Spain game, the quarterfinal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, right. so they were they were not at full strength in the final. I mean, Baggio was, of course, really still injured. Uh, but but Baresi came back in. I mean, what a risk, because he's mm. up against Romario and Bebeto. Also, they were missing Roberto Donadoni, because he had a, a hamstring problem, but an internal flight meant that um, it tightened. Oh. So he, he, yeah. he effectively got injured by a plane. Well, that was one of the problems about the US World Cup, is that there's so much travelling going mm. on. I mean, they, they, obviously the country is vast, and they had to travel all over the the country really to play different games and that that really impacted on their on their um yeah on their uh, fitness because it was just it was ridiculous yeah we won't have that in russia of course no but but the thing is i mean on Baresi, when you when you say that he declared himself back fit for the final i mean it's mad it it, it was mad and, and i wonder if there's a lot a lot been made about Baresi's personality and his steeliness and his determination um and and people who 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 cover Italian football far closer than we do will know better. But there there was there was talk that because he lost his parents at a young age, I think his I think his mother died when he was thirteen, and his mm. father was killed in a car accident when he was seventeen. That's right. Mm. And I think he was rejected by a few clubs as a young kid coming through, possibly right. even Inter before yeah. Milan took him. And there was and also it was the fourth or fifth trial that he had at Milan before he got taken, and and he developed almost his second skin of like steeliness, where it just it was almost completely. It's easy when you've got the skills of Baresi, but of course the determination was there. He had also been left out of a World Cup squad earlier in his career as well, which affected him quite mm. badly. So he built up this, like I say, like a second skin where he was like, look, I am doing this. Yeah. This is what's happening. Yeah. And he was 34. No spring chicken, of course. And that's really important as well, because yeah. if you're younger, your body's mm. suppler. You can bounce back a lot easier. So I, I didn't really, I sort of forgot that Baresi's five foot nine. Yeah, yeah. For a centre half, you know, not the tallest, really. Mm. Phenomenal. All yeah. about timing. It really. Is. So, he, he, so he plays and he plays in the final as well. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a brilliant in the final as well. It's worth noting that the general recovery term for an injury like that, and obviously, you know, there are, there are variations within it. It's, it's like three to six months. Yeah. Phenomenal. There's one bit. There's one bit in the final. If you watch it back, where he breaks into the Brazil half with the ball, Mm. and you're going, "Take it easy." If I was the manager, (laughs) what are you doing? You should still be injured. Stay in your own half. (laughs) Just go to bed. (laughs) But it would be madness because, as I say, Italy were not at full strength in that final. Their main man, Roberto Baggio, was injured. Really, they didn't have too much up front. Brazil threw everything at them, and they had a lot. Yeah. And Italy stood firm for 120 minutes. Brazil couldn't score. And Baresi was a massive part of it. Last thing you want is extra time in that position. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In that heat. Do you remember the numb. cramp? I think that, I mean, you know, this is one of my earliest footballing memories at USA 94. And I think this was probably the first time I became aware of cramp was in that <laughs> final where they were sort of like laying down and pushing each other's legs. And they, what, what are they doing? Well, yeah. of course, he missed the penalty, didn't he? he? did. He yeah. missed the penalty the same way that Baggio missed it. And it was such a shame for those two players to miss penalties. And, and as I think I've mentioned on a previous ramble before, when, when Baresi takes the first penalty and hits it over the bar and he goes down on his knees and... Careful. What? <laughs> on your knee. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, you go on your backs. Uh, yeah. An old, old Basher D. Oh, I've done it again. I've done yeah. it again. Well, there's Basher D, sir. <laughs> Barry, Basher Davis. D. Barry Davis just goes, what a sad moment for a great player. Oh, that's right. And it was absolutely spot on. Then, of course, they didn't win the game. Had they have won that match, it would have been simply sensational, you know, with the story and, and mm. so on and so forth. For my money, you know, in terms of the best team, I think the right team won that, that what, what, uh, tournament. But Baresi's recovery. Is. Absolutely one of the best players ever. A, rem- a remarkable recovery. And and Sheridan Bird, uh, who writes a lot on Italian football, mm. um, wrote this paragraph I'd quite like to end with if you guys don't mind but he says the, the unflappable libero made himself available to Arrigo Sacchi just three weeks after the operation to put that into context the 27 year old English gymnast Beth Tweddle took 12 weeks to recover from the same injury and win a bronze medal at the 2012 London Olympics in April 1989 Baresi's Milan teammate Ruud Hullet 26 tore his meniscus in the second half of their European Cup semi-final against, against their Real Madrid one month and three days later so one month and three mm. days um, after surgery, he returned to score two in the final against Stoya Bucharest. While understandable, his swift reappearance was foolhardy. Hulet's right knee hadn't healed and he managed only three games the next season. So it's a serious injury. Yeah. Only the Swiss skier, Perman Zubrigan, who resumed competition without complications 19 days after a, menisco- a meniscectomy, he recovered faster than Baresi on record. Zubrigan was only 21 years old. So mm. he's 13 years younger and only and he's the only person to have recovered more quickly than Baresi. And if you th- I understand that he's got such experience and he can play he'll see everything before it happens because he's that type of player but you're still talking about 120 minutes and the rigours of of, mm. of, of, of of top professional sport in the searing heat against the best team in the world mm. which they were because they won the World Cup it is absolutely remarkable yeah. and these other and Beth Tweddle for an example that's an individual sport yeah. so you're not worried I'm not taking anything away from her but she's not worried about some sort of impact injury from another player no, or what's going to happen you know, there's a, and, and, and she's certainly not performed for 120 minutes without a break so well apart from the half time but Incredible story. As Baz Luhrmann's wear sunscreen song said, be kind to your knees, you'll miss them when they're gone. Yeah, Basher Luhrmann. All right. Ba- ba- sorry. Basher Luhrmann. Basher Luhrmann. Can we call Franco Baresi um, F-Bash? <laughs> Franco right. Bashazi. Yeah, Bash, 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 Bash. Uh, well, one of the most high-profile injuries in recent years to happen at a World Cup was that of Neymar. Mm, wow. Didn't have too much of a consequence, of course. Um, <laughs> we, were talking, we were talking about earlier about how it affects the rest of the team. And of course, in this particular injury, that doesn't apply. That's right. They <laughs> barely noticed his absence. Yeah. <laughs> but 2014 World Cup, of course, played in Brazil. He was the poster boy of Brazilian football, their most influential player. Brazil had opened the tournament with a 3-1 win over Croatia. They'd gone a goal down and were looking a little nervy, perhaps because of the weight of expectation. <laughs> but it was Neymar who scored two goals to help them get their first win he scored a couple more against Cameroon to ensure Brazil went through to the second round they got past Chile faced Colombia in the quarter final now when David Luiz smashes home the free kick with some aplomb in that game to to put Brazil 2-0 up they looked like that. That was the moment where they were going to go on and take the tournament mm. by the scruff of the neck. Because mm. in style, as well. yes, exactly. They've been a little bit unconvincing uh, in in previous games, especially against Chile. Well, the Chile game was one of the most epic games ever. Mm. I mean, they obviously beat them on 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 uh, on penalties, but Chile came close. Chile They're were a great close. team. Very yeah. very. Brazil close. were definitely at that point. You're right. I think they were definitely struggling under that sort of pressure cooker atmosphere of having their yeah. home tournament and stuff. But when that ball hits the net and that David Luiz's passionate celebration, mm. everyone I think in Brazil was like, here we go, yeah. this is the stuff. Lift off. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Uh, but within the same match, they went from that to kind of thinking, oh no, we, we, we're going to stuff this up. And it was in the 88th minute, I think, when the, the Colombian Zuniga tried to stick his knee through Neymar's torso from behind. Yeah. It uh, was, when it sort of zoomed out this bit, yeah. it looks quite innocuous. It does. But the, the more times you watch it, your eyes are trained to sort of see exactly where that knee is going and what the actual um, mm. kind of uh, trajectory is. Yeah. And it's actually quite a nasty bloody hit as yeah. well. It really is. And, and, and of course, um, it, it ended in a fractured uh, vertebrae in Neymar's spine. I mean, you saw the pain Neymar was yeah. in. Mm. I mean, when he, he was stretched off, and it, it looked like a scene from a Hollywood war film or something, yeah. with, a, with a soldier being taken out of the theatre of war. You know, it was, it was quite something. Mm. And, and when he went off, you realised in the pictures around the stadium and so on, 
the Brazilians looked shocked and they almost looked defeated despite what they were leading in the game and of course went through into the semi-final they looked shell-shocked it, or the whole country did. is it fair to say that that atmosphere hung around yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they didn't do uh, their best to try and uh, dissipate it yeah. no the, 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 the thing the Neymar injury I don't know if enough has been made of it and it's very difficult to be specific about individual cases because obviously everything's different and the spine is a very complicated part of the body I understand that but some of the reports I read said that it was two, just two centimetres away from sev- possibly severely impacting his ability to ever walk again. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was a serious injury, you know, br- a fracture to the, to the spine. The spinal column is a very um, valuable little, Quite. little uh, strip of nonsense. And Neymar, Neymar's on record. This is a quote from Neymar saying, I couldn't lift my legs, I couldn't move my legs, mm. and the doctor took me out and I started to cry because it was very painful and I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't feel my legs, so I went to the hospital that's in the stadium rather than being taken somewhere else. Yes, yeah. so, I mean, imagine how... I mean, you're a 22-year-old athlete, I think yeah. he was 22 at the time, yeah. in the prime of your life, mm. you're, the, you're the talisman for your entire country in really what is now essentially the home of football and mm. has been for some time. And you are facing potentially such a serious injury. That you, what yeah, goes you, through your head? Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. It the psychological effect will be so profound. Yeah, but it's not yeah. the kind of injury where you pull up with a hamstring or... You know what it is straight yeah, away we, and that's that. Again, yeah. we talk about Mo Salah in the Champions League final. You, you can see what it is. Whereas this guy... He's thinking, am I going to be able to walk again? All these kind of things going mm. through his head. And also, the impact on the squad, you've got to think about. Oh. Well, we all saw what happened in the next game. But, you know, it's easy to look at um, that from a sporting sense and think, oh, this team have lost their talisman. But also, like, one of their mates might never walk again. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of their mates has had his back broken in yeah. front of them. Like, that's going, to have, that's going to have an effect that's way beyond sport. Well, I'm, uh, I'm glad the player got sent off. <laughs> he, he didn't did, get sent off. Did, was it even he given a yellow card? It wasn't even a foul. Yeah. Wasn't even card. He, he, he got said, nothing for it. <laughs> and he said afterwards, um, it was something along the lines of, um, you know, I didn't mean to hurt anyone. I was defending my shirt. Mm. Well, oh, it, it was a very foully game. I think. Yeah. I think Brazil committed thirty-one fouls in that game, and Colombia twenty-three. But it was it was actually quite similar to because you know obviously we're recording this just after a couple of days after um, the Champions League final, and a lot of the chat is about someone going out to harm. Um, the, the the player going how to harm more yeah. Salah and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I think the way that he went in was very much. I don't care yeah. whether you're in the way. I don't think it was vindictive in any way. I just thought it was like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm gonna run into you, and I don't care really what happens yeah. to be honest, because you're the most valuable player on the pitch, and I need to show you that I'm, uh, of course, I'm very play- much there. Mm. That happens all the time. Players are targeted. Yeah, good players are targeted. Um. Uh, have been since the game was invented. But I mean, how many times do you see like a knee in the back where like nothing happened? Well, that's the thing. Down, yeah. They're winded. That you know they get well, up eventually. Which is why, which is why the injury, regardless of how serious this was, and, and it should be taken seriously, of course. Which is why the outcome of a tackle, i.e., an injury, shouldn't dictate whether a tackle is a bad tackle or not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just because you don't injure someone, it doesn't mean mm. it's not a bad tackle, and vice versa. Yeah. You know, we saw, we've seen. You know, people get badly injured for completely innocuous things. And we've also seen people get badly injured when there's no one around. Yeah. yeah. So, but well, Owen's I, injury in 06, of course, he just turned awkwardly. But quite. quite. C- 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 says broken leg. Remember exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm going back to what Marcus was saying there. I mean, it's it's almost as if we, 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 we judge in the fact that it was a really bad tackle because the guy got a broken back. But I mean, I think players these days especially if they're a bit experienced, if they, as Marcus mentioned, if they pull a hamstring, they probably know, right, that's me six weeks, that's mm. me done. And they know straight away. And it's not like I said, it's not traumatic and everything because they don't want to miss games and don't, certainly don't want to miss things like World Cups. But they know. Mm. Yeah. Whereas Neymar, yeah. who eventually ended up posting a picture of the break on Instagram for everyone to see, at the time is probably just absolutely terrified. So, yeah. so the psychological effect on that, as I said earlier, would potentially be quite profound. So he's done very well to get back again to that level and really put it behind him. Yeah. And of, mm. of course, he's racing to it's be back fit. after all, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, he's racing to be fit for the World Cup this summer. Yeah. Um, and they will make sure, I mean, he is in the Brazil squad uh, because they know how potentially devastating it could be if he, if he doesn't make it. And, yeah. and, and it has been in the past. And can I just say quickly on, on the fact that Luis Felipe Scolari, a.k.a. Big Phil, Big Phil. Um, is such an experienced manager. I cannot believe... What on earth was he doing? Ahead of the semi-final, he's allowing them to wear those T-shirts and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, surely he has to say to them, mm. that's gone now. Mm. He's a part yeah. of the squad. We love him. He's our brother. All the rest of it. But he's not playing. And he ain't going to play. Is it so fair, we have to move on. Is it fair to say it probably wasn't um, Big Phil's decision? They're like, but he could, it, he's it, a formidable character. He could have stopped that. They're, yeah. Quite, yeah, they're, but, quite, a, they're quite a... I'm going to say emotional team, let's yeah, but say. but Zagallo could have, stopped, like, could have, could have uh, stopped Ronaldo playing, yeah, playing yeah, yeah. in 98. We've seen this mm. with Brazil. Easy for us to say, yeah. Yeah. Very easy. I mean, mentioning Ronaldo, you know, he had a fitness race ahead of the 2002 World Cup 
as well. Uh, you know, it, it, Brazil is a country, I mean, I know England, we mentioned the metatarsals. Brazil have been affected profoundly at important stages of the tournament, perhaps like no other side. Still won it a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean if it was potentially such a bad injury that it could have ended Neymar's career and in fact impact his ability to ever walk again like could you imagine if we had lost such a talent because you know we look at this as the age of Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi but Neymar's 26 years old he scored 53 goals for Brazil only Romario Ronaldo and Pele have scored more <laughs> and he's 26 yeah. yeah like this guy is a phenomenon mm. and it was so close to just being yeah. one of those sad footnotes unfortunately yeah. it wasn't mm. yeah absolutely right well, Marcus, I know we're hurtling towards the end of this um, celebration of terrible injuries, <laughs> uh, but I thought um, it would be quite interesting to see some of the more ornate problems people have had with their bodies pre-tournaments and things like that. You're less common or guarded. You're injuries. less yeah. common or guarded. We're it's not still talking... within the realm of football injuries, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just weird things that have happened. Obviously, um, Canizares, um, obviously a very popular uh, Spanish uh, goalkeeper, he dropped his aftershave bottle. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Infamously. That. infamously. Mm. Uh, on, sev- on his foot. On his foot, severing a tendon in his toe and uh, missed out on the 2002 World Cup. Aga Casillas came in. And the rest is history, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> he never got his place back. Uh, Dave Besant, of course. Dave Besant. He uh, he started at Wimbledon, went to Newcastle, then moved to Chelsea. He dropped a bottle of salad cream in the kitchen on his uh, on his foot. He tried to control it with his bare foot. And again, tore a tendon in his oh big toe. Why are so he... many people dropping things on their feet? Well, <laughs> a salad cream bottle, even then, would have been plastic, right? Glass. No, glass. Uh, glass. Big back time. in the day. Yeah. I remember uh, glass. Yeah. Big time. Like those kind of like um, like the like the big, not big beans, what do you call them? Like tomato sauce bottles yeah. back yeah, in ketchup. the day. Luke yeah. remembers ketchup. glass. I do remember them being made of <laughs> Luke glass. Luke remembers glass. And the reason salad cream I remember being made of glass is because salad cream was was inexplicably quite a big part of our family meals because my uncle... Um, was fa- a salad. No, he famously, <laughs> uh, on his first day at school... He he confused salad cream for custard oh, no. and put salad cream all over his apple crumble his first oh. day at school and started eating it and then obviously freaked out and everyone was like, what are you doing? And, and as a result, my mum, who's his older sister, just kept ripping him for it and it, it became like part of our family folklore. So Mate. I always remember salad cream in bottles. Sorry about that, Pete, please carry on. 2018, hipsters will be putting it on there. You know, yeah, they you will. know what they're like they with will. their salted caramel just and it into coasters. Yeah. Sort of caramel is a bit different to put in salad cream on your, what was it? Apple crumble. Salt and sweet, isn't it? It's a combination. (laughs) Follow me to East London and uh, we will create a, uh, some kind of stall where we sell (laughs) salad cream. (laughs) Nonsense. Don't forget, it's not not guacamole anymore, it's uh, crushed avocado. Oh yeah, smashed avocado. Smashed avocado. Get it right, mate. All right. Uh, uh, number three, Rio Ferdinand. Oh yes. The aforementioned. While he was playing at Leeds, he managed to strain a tendon in his knee playing Pro Evo. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, that is poor. His leg was resting on the coffee table too long. I mean, that is true, though. If you leave your like foot in one position for too long. But I you don't have, have to have go a very for hours. Ergo- I don't have a very... Ergo- well, it's a very addictive no, I mean, game. No, I just meant he should be playing FIFA. <laughs> that was back in the day, though. He's been for Leeds. I get, I get a pain... If I play FIFA for too long, and I'm getting frustrated because Marcus is beating me, usually, <clears> I get a pain in my uh, shoulder. I mean, that's pathetic. Mm. <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. Uh, David Batty, number four. Uh, he had a knee ligament problem, and then he suffered a setback when his uh, two-year-old daughter ran over his ankle with her tricycle. Oh. Quite nice. He did, he was injured quite a bit, wasn't he, David? But yeah. he's one of those players who... For like a robust type, type yeah, of player. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, weird, isn't it? We don't know how sort of reckless his daughter was as a driver. <laughs> Maybe it was her every time. She, it was like Mad Max. She'd put, she'd put razors <laughs> on her me. wheels. <laughs> like, in the, like in that sea in the storm drone in Greece. <laughs> I reckon Batty tried to operate on himself. You reckon, that yeah. He's a, he, yeah. You do I, that, I, don't I you, Pete? That. No. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean... Patreon.info do not recommend buying your own scalpels on no. the internet and, and operating on yourself. But I don't you know. think anybody does really. No. Not half a brain or more. No. All right, Marcus. Yeah. No, I'm with Marcus on this you, one, Pete. Why your busted sorry, up sorry. neck in? Why <laughs> <laughs> your big hairy neck? Go on then. Alan Wright, number five. Mm. Uh, he obviously made an inference off at Aston Villa. That's a real midfield um, player, wasn't he? He bought himself a Ferrari. Back. He Ooh. bought himself a Ferrari, but he managed to sprain his knee reaching for the accelerator. Which I quite like. Because oh, he, he was little. He was quite short. Five yeah. foot four. Amazing. Five foot four. That's incredible, isn't it? That's brilliant. For a professional footballer. Uh, Darius Vassell, he tried to dispose of a blood blister on his toe with a drill. Oh, Again, oh, good. a man, oh, after, a man after my own toe, in many ways. 
this is probably the most horrific. Uh, Paolo Diogo, uh, if you're in Brim, he um, he basically squared the bottle of teammates to uh, deliver a finish for a goal. He ran into the crowd to celebrate. He jumped on the metal fencing. This was a couple of years ago, oh, a few years ago now. I remember this. And he caught his wedding ring. Pulled his finger off. On the end, and he pulled his finger. He, he just pulled up his entire finger off. Well, half of it anyway, and they amputated the rest of it. So, yeah, incredible, really. Mm. His finger tore off there's, it along with the ring and they couldn't, they couldn't everywhere. reattach it. Yeah. They couldn't dangerous. reattach it. Worst thing was that for exuberant celebrations, while his finger was hanging off, the ref uh, gave him a yellow card. Goodness. <laughs> so, which I he mean, probably yeah. turned into a red card if, if you, he yelled it. If you think if you celebrate <laughs> so vigorously, you pull one of your own fingers off. Yeah. Then, you know. That is over, I mean, that is over the top. Yeah. Yeah. That is quite exuberant. The, the laws of the game do exist for a reason. Uh, number eight of ten, uh, Chapman, uh, Adam Chapman, uh, while on lawn at Mansfield, he managed to burn his nipple with baby milk. Oh, professional footballer. That's a cute one. What's going yeah. on there? Yeah, the, the Chris Wilder, the manager, said, Adam Chapman, like the good daddy is, was making his baby some milk and he managed to shake the bottle up and down, but he didn't put the lid back on properly. How hot was this milk? Blimey. Guys, can, come on. Yeah, That's I, too hot for baby. It is. You want to put the... Do you dip your elbow in the hot water? Is yeah. that how you test uh, milk? I think, no, I think you've, got, you've definitely got to test the temperature one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. I think elbow is for bath water, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. so he burnt his chest um, and he's burnt all man. his nipple, said the manager. And then he burnt his elbow on the bath. Yeah. Kevin Kyle uh, at number nine. Um, he was uh, forced to make a trip to hospital after an eight-month son, after his eight-month son, um, kicked a ball of boiling water onto his crotch. What is wrong with these footballers? And boiling, and boiling water. water near yeah. their children. Yeah. It's not right. A bowl of boiling water hanging around. Yeah. Strange, Peter. Burnt Ster- his bits. It's a sterilisation, I presume. Maybe. Mm. Well, it might have sterilised him. Boiling oil, boiling water on his... Uh, oh dear, oh dear. There we go. Bits. Uh, finally for now, uh, number 10, Alex Stepney, um, the former Manchester Great United... Great United goalkeeper, yeah. The, yeah, the former Manchester United goalkeeper dislocated his jaw, shouting orders at his defence against Birmingham. That's oh, passion wow. for the game. Oh, man. That's the best one. You get, you get yourself into some shire. I surprised you didn't have, was it Ian Walker who tried to iron his uh, shirt while he was wearing it? Yeah. 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 I've heard, I've heard that story. I can't remember the play. We've all been there. Though. We've all, no, like, we we've haven't. all ironed the shirt and you put it on yourself and you're, oh, it's a crease right in the middle. And I'm going to take it off, which will probably create more creases. And then you know it's not going to work. You know it's going to hurt yourself. But you just put the iron on your Pete, boob, don't I, you? I want to give you the name of someone you can talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Is it patient.info? Yeah. <laughs> I think so, Peter. I think so. Um, there we are, gentlemen. Uh, it's uh, we, we've come to the end. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me of this football ramble special in association with Patient.info. Of course, if you've had an injury from playing football, check out Patient.info forward slash football, where there's uh, many a hint and tip on prevention, treatment, and rehabilitation from metatarsals to ACL injuries. They've got it covered, and more generally, Patient.info covers all health issues, not just footballing issues. Everything from A to Z, acne to Zika virus. So if you ever need some professional advice, visit the website for all the information you need. But of course, more specifically for football ones, patient.info forward slash football. I've oh. hurt my rotator cuff. Have you? Maybe I need to head over there to sort it out. Have you I really? Keep, I keep under, I did my right one, so I couldn't I couldn't lift. Yeah. Uh, and now uh, I've done my right one as well, but I was filming a, a hilarious skit in a studio where I fell into a bin. And oh, I saw that. Really yeah. that yeah. yeah, I find it quite funny to be fair. Well, so it wasn't, well, it wasn't, you, um, well, you can find it even more funny because it really has damaged me. It wasn't in vain. <laughs> <laughs> I personally enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, there, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Well, hopefully there'll be no more injuries from now until the World Cup, of yeah. course. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. Mm. We've had more than enough of that. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Damn right we have. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. Bye. Bye from me. 